engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. I would first like to say that it headed up to the mountains on Friday. I saw the Doug Turnbull and Jason Durden hovering over the interstate in the helicopter, and I can't tell you what I said because it would get me thrown off radio, mumbling it under my breath, thinking, oh, man, there's a wreck ahead of me because I saw the helicopter hovering in the sky. Um, thankfully, they were just waiting for another helicopter to go past before they moved on. But, man, you see Channel 2 up in the sky, you know, uh, there might be a, a problem. We're the only radio station that's going to give you access to that. Uh, the helicopter up there watching out for you. Now, can we get into the Mueller stuff? I want to I, I want to break this down in several ways. One, what did he actually say? Uh, what is Jerry Nadler's response to this? He's the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, what are the Republicans saying, and and where does this leave us? Uh, and I, I'm really frustrated with some of the the talking heads on. And listen, I realize we're, we're all conservatives. Uh, some are better team players than others. It's one of my deep frustrations of the Trump era, as I was deeply critical of George W. Bush uh, when he was president. No one on the right cared. Uh, but if you're critical of the president, oh my gosh, you're somehow not a conservative anymore. Uh, the, I, I don't belong in a cult of personality. And, and some of what I have heard on radio today has been positively stupid genuinely stupid you are dumber for having listened to it uh, and you're dumber if you believe it. Uh, it it's just stupid stuff and, and same on some of the talking heads on Fox Day. it's just stupid stuff uh, some of it simply not true we can disagree with Mueller but let's not lie about it or be stupid about it uh, and, and there is a lot of stupidity uh, out there today about the Mueller stuff. And basically what you're getting is if you're a Democrat, oh yeah, he's, he's telling us to impeach. And if you're a Republican, he's saying the president's not guilty. That's not true. You people actually need to read the report. I, I've actually got a bound copy of it. I have read. Um, if the president is impeached, it's not good for him. It is not good for the president if he is impeached. Uh, don't believe this talking point that's out there that, that the impeachment of Bill Clinton helped the Democrats and it will help Donald Trump get reelected. I, I've heard people on radio say, that, oh, come on, impeach the president. It's going to get him reelected. You know, for a while there, I thought maybe that was true. And I, I've said it as much. But the more I've looked at it, actually, no, the data says it actually hurt Bill Clinton and the Democrats. You know what happened after Bill Clinton's impeachment? George W. Bush got elected. Democrats got wiped out in 2000 across the board. Al Gore lost his home state. No, it's not, in the same way people in Washington like say, oh, we can't have a government shutdown. It's going to hurt the Republicans. You know what has happened every time Republicans have shut down the government? They've kept a majority or gotten a majority in Congress. The conventional wisdom's crap. Don't believe it. Uh, don't believe this stuff that, oh, no prosecutor would ever do what Bob Mueller did today. That's not true at all. Have you ever heard of unindicted co-conspirators? Richard Nixon was one. I just, man, people are believing mythology because they don't want to believe facts. Let's actually get into what Bob Mueller said. There are, there are a few things to get to. I want to play some audio for you so that we can at least set the parameters for the discussion instead of listening to partisan hacks who want to uh, ingratiate themselves with the president. Now, I hope and expect this to be the only time that I will speak to you in this manner. I am making that decision myself. No one has told me whether I can or should testify or speak further about this matter. There has been discussion about an appearance before Congress. Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. It contains our findings and analysis and the reasons for the decisions we made. We chose those words carefully, and the work speaks for itself. And the report is my testimony. 
The report was my testimony. Essentially, what Bob Mueller is saying is he's leaving, and he has no intention of testifying before Congress. He wants no part of the dog and pony partisan show. He defended the attorney general, uh, said he does not believe the attorney general um, was uh, partisan or or mean-spirited or behaving badly by doing what he did. In fact, Mueller said that the attorney general, uh, he wanted the attorney general to release certain parts of his report and then said the attorney general released the entire report. So that takes off a a partisan talking point from the Democrats. The Democrats have said Mueller was upset with the attorney general. Mueller was pushing stuff out. Uh, The attorney general mischaracterized the report. You've heard all of that in the last couple of weeks, and Mueller saying that's not true. You know, one of the other things we talked about on Friday on this program is there was a rumor surfacing that uh, Bob Mueller had drafted an indictment of the president, that the Mueller team prepared an indictment for the president. This was circulated all over the media on Friday as um, people were headed into Memorial Day weekend. It was talked about on the weekend shows that the Mueller team had actually gone so far as to prepare an indictment of the president, uh, hammering out their facts. And and Mueller discredits that as well in, in what he said. The order appointing me special counsel authorized us to investigate actions that could obstruct the investigation and we conducted that investigation and we kept the office of the acting attorney general apprised of the progress of our work and as set forth in the report after that investigation if we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime we would have said so we did not however make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime The introduction to the volume two of our report explains that decision. It explains that under long-standing department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. Even if the charge is kept under seal and hidden from public view, that too is prohibited. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice, and by regulation, it was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. There it completely debunks this talking point in the media on Friday that he drafted an impeachment. We couldn't even consider it, he says. But... What about impeachment? I, I, I do think this fires up the impeachment radar for a lot of people. Um, it, again, though, one of the things we're seeing today is that if you're a Republican, you heard everything he said exonerated the president. If you're a Democrat, you heard everything he said uh, made the president look like he should be buried under a jail. I want to get to all of that. We'll take your phone calls as well. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Okay, uh, I want to play you what I think is the most important bit of what Bob Mueller said today. And you're going to be hearing this soundbite probably a lot, I think, over the next week. This is, I can't emphasize enough how important this piece of what he said is. Listen very carefully. I I made sure, in fact, I asked Charlie to give this as much context wraparound as possible, so you can't accuse me of taking it out of context. This is just Bob Mueller, the former FBI director, the special prosecutor, for himself. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice, and by regulation, it was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. 
The department's written opinion explaining the policy makes several important points that further informed our handling of the obstruction investigation. Those points are summarized in our report, and I will describe two of them for you. First, the opinion explicitly permits the investigation of a sitting president because it is important to preserve evidence while memories are fresh and documents available. Among other things, that evidence could be used if there were co-conspirators who could be charged now. And second, the opinion says that the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing. So you get this? The Department of Justice has a long-standing opinion. It goes back to the Nixon administration. It has been affirmed repeatedly by Democrat and Republican administrations. The Reagan administration reaffirmed it. The Clinton administration reaffirmed it. The Bush administration reaffirmed it, both of them. The Obama administration affirmed it. A sitting president cannot be indicted. The reason a sitting president cannot be indicted is because the executive power flows from the president. An executive power cannot be redirected back in the direction from which it flows. So because the prosecutorial power in the United States government flows from the president, it must go out from the president. It can't be redirected back to the president because anyone beneath the president exercising the prosecutorial power answers to the president. So they can't flow the power back towards the president and indict him. But the president can be investigated to preserve evidence, essentially, although it's never been tested in court. Uh, the, the, the general consensus is that uh, you can preserve all the evidence and indict the president once he leaves office. This is how it's done everywhere else in the world. So indictment was never even a consideration. But what he says is you can investigate the president, you can preserve the evidence, but if you want to go after a sitting president, there is a different means by which you do that under the Constitution. That would be impeachment. And interestingly enough, this puts the Democrats in a very awkward position because you have the Democratic leader in the House, Nancy Pelosi, and the Democratic majority leader in the House, Denny Hoyer, saying we are not going to impeach. Now, they may have to because of what Bob Mueller just did. Um, before we get into the implications with the Democrats, and we may be here on the subject for a little while, I, there is other news out there, but this is the big story of the day. And some of the Democrats are actually out there saying, eh, this isn't helpful for the Democrats. I do want to walk you through some of that and what Jerry Nadler had to say. Right now, though, let us uh, go to some phone calls. I want to go to Mike and Marietta. You're going to be first tonight. Welcome. Uh, well, hey, how are you, Eric? I'm good. How are uh, you? Well, I'm just going on what your predication is, is that since all the evidence they have comes from the dossier, uh, the president is guilty of something he didn't do, so he's got to prove himself not no, 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 Let's let's walk this back. See, this is what I tell you. Um, and and Mike, I I don't mean to to be belittling or insulting to you or anyone, but but everybody's fixated on the steel dossier. We're not talking about the steel dossier here. Yeah, but I mean, well, the second, real quick, the second part was if they go for impeachment, 
what will they impeach him for? What's he done to that's, be impeached? See, that's the issue here. And and it, a lot of conservatives wow, wow. are on radio are muddling the water here. Here's the situation. Uh, we're focused on obstruction of justice. We're not focused on the Steele dossier. We're not focused on Russia. We're not focused on any of that stuff. We're focused on the president's obstruction of justice if he did it. Um, and what Mueller is saying is we can't clear him of this, but we can indict him. And if Congress wants to pursue it, they have to impeach. So what would the obstruction of justice portion be? You can say firing, firing James Comey was not obstruction of justice. I don't care how much the Democrats say it. Everyone wanted James Comey fired. The question was, what about afterwards? Uh, the president telling his lawyers to fire Comey or fire Mueller. The president purportedly suggesting the lawyers not tell Comey all everything that or not Comey a Mueller wanted to know. That's the impeachment issue here, not Russia, but obstruction of justice, and that's a problem for the Democrats too. I'll explain when we come back. Erickson, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. I want to go to the phones, take some of your phone calls. We'll continue working through the Mueller stuff. I've got more audio, Jerry Nadler audio. Some of the Democrats kind of upset with, with what Mueller had to say. I, I want to go back to the phones, though, first to Tony calling from Canton. You're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Um, I just, you know, I just think that this uh, impeachment in Russia thing is just the Democrats are desperate. And I just think they're out of touch with the real world. Because out here in the non-political world, we're working, we're paying our bills, the economy's good, and that's all we care about. I don't care nothing about Russia, no impeachment. When it comes to voting, I'm voting for Donald Trump. I've been working for three years and have not gotten laid off, and that's what I'm going to continue to keep doing. You know, all Tony, stuff, it's nobody cares. funny you should say this. Every single poll that's been taken out there by every media institution, and it's reason you're not hearing about all the polling, it has shown that the public is ready to move on. They're, they're tired of this issue. They'll settle it at the ballot box. And and that's the Pelosi position, frankly, is uh, that they should sell, settle it at the ballot box. You know, we, we've got, if, if you listen to a lot of uh, talk radio and, and, and conservative talking points out there, we've got this logical conundrum here. Uh, you've got the belief that impeachment helps the president. You've got the belief that Nancy Pelosi knows this, therefore she does not want impeachment. And you've got the belief that Mueller hates the president and therefore wants to push impeachment. To do what exactly? Help the president get reelected? I mean, Mueller's not a dumb guy. Everyone concedes he's a smart guy. And, and you, you, many of you think he hates the president as opposed to he was assigned to do a job and did his job. Uh, and that he wants to oust the president. So if he wants to oust the president you would think he would not then be setting the stage for impeachment because impeachment you think helps the president. How, how does this all reconcile itself? I, I'm, I'm lost on the logic train on this one. Uh, it makes no sense to me. And, and I, I feel like I need to, and I don't mean to sound insulting. I'm just deeply frustrated that both sides are believing mythology and they're obfuscating the steel dossier keeps coming up from people. And it, what Mueller investigated has nothing to do with the steel dossier. And you would never know that by listening to Republicans. I want to explain that for you, but before we get there, I, I want to take another phone call. Uh, Robert and Tucker, you're next. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, um, you, I'm just wondering if they cannot press charges while the president is in office 
then what's the point of impeachment unless they're two different things? And the second question, and more important in my opinion, if for whatever reason the, um, the House impeached and the Senate um, uh, does gen- uh, does um, um, punitive um, discipline, once he gets out, uh, can he still be charged again? Yes, uh, great questions, Robert. Um, is, Robert, by the way, perfect caller. He he gives me an opportunity to make me look smart. <laughs> uh, so you cannot indict a sitting president because the prosecutorial power resides with the president himself. Anyone using the prosecutorial power is using it on behalf of the president. The president can't indict himself. Therefore, they can't indict the president. Uh, so what you have to do is you have to remove the president from office before you can indict him. The way you remove the president from office is you show high crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, that is, you show that the president, while in office, did things that were against the law. And that does not actually convict the president of a crime. It just provides a pathway to remove him from office so that he can then be convicted of a crime. Impeachment is a legislative matter. It's not a criminal matter. It's a, it is a separation of powers issue in the Constitution. So if the Senate were to convict the president, and impeach him, that's not going to happen, then the president would be removed from office, at which point then the president could be indicted criminally for crimes. Uh, But you have to go through the process of first either allowing him to lose the election and then prosecuting him or impeaching him, removing him from office. Nancy Pelosi's position is, I think, the reasonable position. I know, I know, but the reasonable position here is deal with it at the ballot box. That's what she's telling Democrats behind the scenes that she thinks the president obstructed justice, uh, but if they had an impeachment trial, the Senate's not going to convict him. And if the Senate's not going to convict him, why waste their time being distracted in, in, as opposed to go out on the campaign trail and make the case to remove the president of the ballot box and then go after him, if you want, with the Democratic president and prosecute him. Uh, but Nancy Pelosi thinks that there's no reason it's a waste of time because the Senate would not convict. Now, Frankly, I think there are some Republicans in the Senate who hate the president so much they might convict, but it, it's not going to happen. I think she's right on this. And, you know, you, you've got people out there, including uh, um, Ari, what's his name, Melber on—so on. here's here's the thing. Um, let me play this Ari Melber clip. Uh, so you, you have the gist of, of where some of the, the progressive talking heads on TV are— On the scene, this was vintage Bob Mueller. No questions, no bull. And just laying out what he's already laid out in the report. Uh, He basically quoted the key highlights in this report. And in so doing, I think a fair reading of what he said would rebut uh, the White House and parts of what his boss, Bill Barr, have said about him. But then he went out of his way to say he doesn't question the, quote, good faith of Attorney General Bill Barr, his boss. That is huge because Democrats in Congress have tried to line up an attack on Barr as the front edge of their allegations against what they call a corrupt Trump administration and its attempts to obstruct. Uh, Mr. Mueller just brushed that back. He also did something else that may be disappointing to people, and Congress will make its own determination whether to, to demand his public testimony. But he basically said, if you make me talk, I'm going to read you back this report. And that's it. Yeah. So, in other words, uh, Mueller is is essentially inocula, immunizing Bob Barr, not Bob Barr, I'm sorry, William Barr, from the Democrats' attacks that he's just a partisan hitman for the president. He actually, he, he defended him. And, you know, the, the other is he's just going to read the report. Well, here's Jerry Nadler, 
the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, very interestingly, he, he was reading all of his remarks. He, he wanted to be very precise with his words today, which is somewhat unusual for him, but listen to what he said. We will continue to do so, and we'll make decisions as, as they seem indicated. One more so question. Please, one more question. subpoena Mueller to, to testify then? Mr. Mueller um, um, told us a lot of what we need to hear today. It's very important to be clear on what he told us on what the special prosecutor told the American people. He reaffirmed what was in the investigation, which, which was in the report about the investigation, which found substantial evidence that Russia attacked our political system, that the Trump campaign benefited from Russia's interference, that Trump and those around him repeatedly welcomed Russia's support, and that throughout the investigation, Trump sought to obstruct justice and undermine Mueller and the investigation over and over again. The president did the invest. I'm sorry. The special counsel did not exonerate the president from having committed a crime. DOJ policy prevented Mueller from bringing criminal charges against the president. So the president is lying about the special counsel's findings, lying and saying that the special counsel found no obstruction and no conclusion. Uh, we, we we can leave that there. He, he's reading it off a piece of paper, which is which is kind of interesting that he's doing that. But l- let me before I go to break. The Republicans, I'm, y'all, I'm trying to be nice in how I deal with this, but I'm deeply frustrated by friends of mine on this issue. Everyone keeps screaming about the Christopher Steele dossier. That's not part of the Mueller investigation, and I know all of you think it is, and I know you can all cite where so-and-so and so-and-so have said it is, but it's not part of the Mueller investigation. Yes, the Christopher Seale dossier led the FBI to begin an examination of the president. That's not what Bob Mueller was looking at. And that's where a lot of the Trump supporters are obviously. They've got the Christopher Seale dossier, which was a garbage dossier. Uh, so much of it not true. And Republicans are saying, look, all of this was a lie. This was the predicate. That was the predicate of the um, FBI under James Comey looking into the president. But that wasn't the predicate of Bob Mueller. The predicate of Bob Mueller was the president lacked the self-control to not fire James Comey. Had the president never fired James Comey, we would not be dealing with what we're dealing with now. He fired James Comey. Everyone told him not to fire him at that moment. And he did anyway, and he went on television with Lester Holt on NBC and said it was about Russia. That's why we got the Mueller investigation. The Mueller investigation was tasked with two things. Did the Russians interfere in the presidential election in 2016? And guess what they found? Yes, in fact, there was substantial interference by the Russians. The Russians tried to sway the election. But what Bob Mueller says, and this is glossed over by Democrats, Bob Mueller did not say that the Russians were trying to help Donald Trump and hurt Hillary Clinton. What he found is that the Russians wanted to interfere with the election and that, by the way, everyone, including the Russians, thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. And so they tried to throw support for Donald Trump, not because they wanted Donald Trump to win. They just wanted the election to be a mess. And that's what they got. The second part of the investigation was, did the president try to obstruct justice, one, from by firing James Comey, and two, by then trying to impede the special prosecutor's investigation? This is where the impeachment stuff comes from. Again, none of it has to do with Christopher Steele. Everything has to do with the president's conduct while in office. And everybody on the right throws up, Christopher Steele, Christopher Steele, Christopher Steele. 
Mueller didn't care about Christopher Steele. You don't have to take my word for it. Read the damn report yourself. What he was caring about is, is, did the Russians interfere? And yes, everyone, yes, the Russians interfered in the election. Were they successful? No. No, the Russians were not successful. Hillary Clinton did not lose because of the Russians. She lost because she was a garbage candidate who didn't campaign the way she should have. And everybody ignores that. Everybody wants to scream about steel. The Democrats want to scream about impeachment. And everybody on both sides is ignoring the key nugget from the Mueller investigation. The Russians want to undermine our democracy. And all the screaming is helping them. All right. I do not have enough time on the clock. Bad clock management. Um, We'll have to continue this discussion in the next hour. We'll continue taking your phone calls on this as well. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Those are the numbers. Uh, But here's the thing you just need to understand. Your key takeaway moment from what Mueller was saying today. He's done. He's leaving. It's over. Investigation closed. He will not testify before Congress. If forced to, he'll read the report. And he had no power to indict the president, therefore he could not indict the president. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Bob Mueller has spoken. He says, well, you know what? I, let me not tell you what he says. Let me play you what I think is, is the biggest, most important thing. And then what I need to do is I need to discuss the box this puts the Democrats in. Because I, I, I don't believe the conventional wisdom that uh, this hurts the Democrats and helps the president. But there is a way I think Nancy Pelosi realized it does hurt the Democrats and helps the president. Uh, But before we do that, Mueller on why he didn't indict the president. Uh, Let me let me play this audio for you. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice. And by regulation, it was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. The department's written opinion explaining the policy makes several important points that further informed our handling of the obstruction investigation. Those points are summarized in our report and I will describe two of them for you. First, the opinion explicitly permits the investigation of a sitting president because it is important to preserve evidence while memories are fresh and documents available. Among other things, that evidence could be used if there were co-conspirators who could be charged now. And second, the opinion says that the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing. In other words, impeachment, that that the special prosecutor is not allowed under the law and Department of Justice guidelines to indict a sitting president. He's not allowed to do it, so he couldn't do it, didn't even consider it as a result. So all the rumors about a, a draft indictment and whatnot, not true, is basically what he's saying. Contrary to press reports last week, not true. What can be done is impeachment. 
And the Democrats are now in a box because of Bob Mueller. And I, I, I think some of them recognize they're in a box. Jerry Nadler today coming out saying impeachment now on the table. I, there is a lot of conventional wisdom in Washington, and a, a lot of times I think the conventional wisdom is wrong. And one of the pieces of conventional wisdom you hear in Washington, D.C. is that government shutdowns hurt Republicans. And there's actually no data to support that. In fact, after the government shutdown in the 90s and the Clinton administration, uh, Republicans went up. Uh, the Republicans who lost in the House of Representatives, there were only a handful of them. No one had expected them to win their election in 1996. So 98 rolls around, uh, they've lost. Well, it's not the government shutdown that caused it, actually, or, or I guess it was the 95 shutdown, any of it. Uh, they wound up picking up seats in the Senate. They wound up picking up go governor's races. The last couple of shutdowns Republicans had, they wound up gaining seats. They gained seats in the Senate. Uh, this last time, for Pete's sake, the government shutdowns do not hurt Republicans. In the same way, I don't think it's true to say that impeachment helped Bill Clinton in the 90s. It, it didn't hurt Republicans. It didn't help Bill Clinton. What happened is George W. Bush got elected. I mean, for God's sakes, the, the impeachment happened in 1999. Bill Clinton had already served. It was in his second term. Al Gore wound up losing. Republicans were not hurt at the ballot box by impeaching the president. Uh, none of that stuff is true. It is a mythology built up in conventional wisdom circles, and Nancy Pelosi has bought into it. But there is an angle here that I think does hurt the Democrats and does put them into a box. So here's the problem, and I think this is what Pelosi understands, is that there's an election coming. And because there's an election coming, uh, this is best resolved at the election. It is not well resolved in an impeachment proceeding. What an impeachment proceeding would do would be to take Democrats off their message of why they're different from the president. They would be forced only to talk about impeachment. But here's another thing. You've got Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris both coming out today saying essentially what Bob Mueller said this morning was the president needs to be impeached. That, that's, that's their angle on this. Bob Mueller is saying the president needs to be impeached. If Democrats keep talking about impeaching the president and not actually impeaching the president, then that sends a very strong signal that the Democrats are just as partisan as they say the Republicans are. I mean, Mueller has boxed the Democrats in on this now. They either need to impeach the president tomorrow or they need to abandon it altogether. If they abandon it altogether, they hurt the Democratic base. The Democratic base will be mad at the Democrats. And by the way, you know who that could hurt? That could hurt Joe Biden. Because Biden has very much taken the position that they need to deal with this at the ballot box. Biden has long said that this is a fight we need to address at the ballot box, not an impeachment hearing. So if the Democrats take impeachment off the table, that's going to inflame the Democratic base, and they're going to go towards the Kamala Harris's, the Elizabeth Warren's, the Bernie Sanders of the world, not Joe Biden, all of whom are saying impeach, 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 impeach. If they do impeach, though, there is a lot of polling out there from multiple news organizations that shows that the public's ready to move on. The public wants to handle this at the ballot box. The, the, the majority of the public, they're not huge fans of the president. Some of them will vote for the president over Democrats who are distracted and off message because of impeachment. This really isn't a good situation for Democrats to be in any more than it is for the president. About the only way to resolve this situation is for Democrats to get in a room tomorrow and decide either we're going to move forward with impeachment or we are uh, going to abandon it altogether. It just, it, it, they've got to figure out one way or the other exactly what they're going to do, and they need to do that tomorrow. The longer this drags out, with the Democrats saying impeach the president, we're going to consider impeaching president, we're going to hold hearings on it, whatnot, 
it makes it look less credible. What happens in, in, in the worst case scenario for the Democrats, they do decide to impeach the president, but they wait until next year to do it. They drag their feet through this year and they wait until next year. Well, then the president has a new talking point that the Democrats have decided they can't campaign against the president. And so they're going to basically drag out impeachment and distract the public from the campaign. And the president suddenly can say they have no message against me. They have no message. They, they have no way to show that their policies would be better. And by the way, they're trying to wipe out the economy. They're trying to wipe out the gains we've made economically. They're trying to wipe out the president's job growth. Record. I mean, you had heard Tony call in earlier. They hadn't been laid off in three years. He's had a job. He's had steady work. His income's going up. That's what he cares about. Not even a big Trump fan. Uh, that, that's, we're seeing this in the polling across the country. So that, that's, that's why what Mueller did today is so interesting to me. Listen, I, I, I don't buy the narrative that he hates the president. I, I don't. Um, Bob Mueller is a, a sound civil servant. He's a Republican. I hear people say, oh, he's the last of the Bushies. You know, the Bushies, they, they, they hate Trump. Yeah, the Bushies hate Trump. Mueller was picked for this job. He, here's the thing. Any person who got picked for the job would be attacked by people who support the president. And, and that's politics. I get it. But I think that this over, overarching nonsense, no prosecutor would do today what Bob Mueller did have this press conference, baloney. Baloney. What Bob Mueller said today, you should be pleased by. He said he's not going to testify before Congress. Oh, wow. He, he just, he wants, he wants these Republicans in the House. Let them get a hold of him. Start asking questions. You, you really, you, you want the Republicans in the House to be able to question Bob Mueller? Oh, no, Bob Mueller scared of those. No, he, Bob Mueller was a, a combat veteran from Vietnam. He is not scared of House Republicans asking him tough questions. He's just not. I, 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 now, I, I realize, I, I know I'm stepping on the line here because I'm, be, I'm, I'm supposed to be good and, and on the team and in the tribe and, and go with the talking points, but the talking points are bunk here. All Mueller is saying is he's not going to testify before Congress. He could not exonerate the president and it, because there are lots of things that make it look like the president uh, he, he tried to obstruct justice. But it all goes to an intent. Remember, that's, that's part of the report is, is it depends on the president's intent. And that's another difficult bar that Mueller and, and a prosecutor would have to prove. And, and he can't indict the president, so why bother trying to flesh out what his intent was anyway if the Democrats feel so strongly about it? Impeach, and it puts the Democrats in a potentially difficult spot where it throws them off message. But let, let's not dismiss Mueller's claims here. I mean, Mueller is a serious grown-up. You may not like it. You may hate him. You may listen to, to all the other Republicans and conservatives and, and Trump supporters. Say, oh, he's a terrible person. He's out to get the president. He's out to obstruct my president, my guy. Therefore, he's the enemy. No. No, he's just, he was appointed for a job by Republicans. He did his job. He's not indicting the president, and now he wants to go home, and he doesn't want to testify for Congress. If Bob Mueller hated the president and wanted to get the president, he would be testifying before Congress. He would, but he's not going to. He just wanted to do his job. And now it's in the Democrats' court. And what's he done to the Democrats? Basically told them it's their time to put up or shut up, and they don't know what to do with that. That's a problem for them, and Bob Mueller caused them that problem, not the president. And I need to go to the phones, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Mike in Gainesville, thanks for being patient. How are you? 
Hey, Mike. Yes. Hi there. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear uh, you. Yeah, a couple of things. Number one, Mueller's comments to me seem to accomplish two things. One is that it's basically just a continuation of the diversionary tactic that they Democrats have used to keep people away from fully investigating the Clintons, the Obama administration, particularly as it pertains to the selling of uranium to Russia. And secondly, if uh, Mueller was director of the FBI during that time, he probably has some exposure and is frantically trying to keep the diversion going, particularly in light of recent statements by the attorney general about the fact they are investigating such things. Well, what the Attorney General is specifically investigating is what led to the the FBI investigating the president originally. Um, that is what they're that that's what they're probing. Why are they investing? Why did they investigate? What was their original grounds for investigating Donald Trump? Was it the Steele dossier? And if so, how did that come about? And I think that's a fair investigation. They do need to investigate it. We do need those questions uh, answered. I, I, I don't think, though, we can... I mean, if you want to relitigate Uranium One and Hillary and all that stuff, okay, go for it. Um, but we're well beyond that. No one looked into it. Even Donald Trump is not looking into it. So if Donald Trump's not looking into it, if William Barr isn't looking into it, then I think we kind of were fighting the last fight instead of looking forward to what's coming down the pike. It is Eric Erickson here on Atlanta's Evening News. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Believe it or not, I had a stack of stuff to talk about, but I don't think it's going to get there um, because everybody wants to talk about Mueller. Got people on hold. Bear with me. I want to play a bit of audio for you. Uh, this is Justin Amish, uh, who I know and, and deeply respect. I disagree with him on impeachment. I do. I think that this is best settled at the ballot box, uh, not an impeachment hearing. I don't think the president actually obstructed, and I have read the Mueller report now. Somebody actually sent me a bound copy of it via Amazon. I have no idea who did it, uh, but I have read it, and I disagree. Yeah, the, the president did things he shouldn't have done. I don't think it amounts to obstruction of justice. Honestly, though, in large part, I think the president didn't obstruct justice because he asked people to do things and they did not do them. And that's one of the things Mueller points out is, is that a lot of these people, the president basically was saved by the people around him. But I want you to listen to this clip so you, you get an alternative viewpoint. I do think that it is uh, more dangerous for our country to allow a president to uh, mislead people, make things up. As an example, in the Mueller report, he asked... Uh, uh, the White House counsel to create a false record. Um, things like that to, to basically mislead people about a statement he had made. Things like that, uh, to me, uh, reflect uh, incredible dishonesty and, and really uh, harm the office of the presidency. And I don't think that... I don't think that you can just let that stuff go and say, hey, it's no big deal, we're going to have an election in two years, and just let it go. I think you have to have proceedings to deter this kind of conduct, even if ultimately the person is not convicted. You know, there are a lot of protections here uh, for a president. But we should expect the president to uphold the law, to, to, to have the highest standard. 
more than anyone else. I believe the people are smart enough to figure out what's going on. I really believe that. And in this district, um, I heard someone mention, uh, like, uh, you know, running as a Republican on Trump's coattails or something. Uh, the president did much worse than I did in this district, okay? In fact, we've looked up the numbers. Uh, president Trump had the worst showing in Kent County of any Republican in the history of our county. And, and the worst showing... The worst showing in the city of Grand Rapids of any Republican. Now, you, you may not be able to tell from there, but Amish actually is a, a serious libertarian conservative. Uh, really, the one of the only Republicans in the House I would classify as more libertarian than conservative, um, but uh, very much in favor of limited government, does not like the president, willing to, to speak up about it, thinks the president needs to impeach, be impeached because he thinks the president calls the presidency into disrepute. But again... This is something to deal with at the ballot box. If you think the president undermines the office, well, fight about it at the ballot box. Now, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Jason in Norcross, you are going to be next tonight. Welcome to WSB. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Eric. Sure. Um, I just, uh, I was a little surprised by something you said earlier, and I, I don't want to misquote you, but you were saying something like, do we really want these Republicans to go up against Mueller? Mueller's a... Grizzled Marine veteran or something like that. No, what, what um, I was saying is is one of the Republican talking points is that the reason Mueller doesn't want to testify is, is because he's scared of Republicans in Congress. I, I don't think that's the case. Oh, okay. Maybe I misheard you then because I was thinking, gosh, I could sit here for hours and name the reasons why Mueller would be terrified to answer questions. Like, for one, when did you know collusion wasn't on the table and why did we continue after that? Um Maybe I misheard you, though. But the thing about McGay and uh, the, the thing that, uh, you know, I, I guess Trump asked him maybe to change his story or, or try to coach him on how to, how to answer. But I think I see what people are getting at there. But really, I think when Trump saw evidence and, and we've seen the evidence, it's not just you know guessing. We've seen evidence that this Mueller uh, investigation was nefarious what was ill-founded and, and ill-handled. I think that gives the president, you know, the well, right... Now, to... why was the investigation itself nefarious? Well, maybe I'm using the wrong word there, but, I mean, the whole thing started off of... I mean, it's a sham. What This investigation should have never happened. It's an illegal investigation as far as I'm concerned. Can, can, I'm, I'm, actually, I really am trying to understand your point. If, if the attorney general allows the assistant attorney general, Rod Rosenstein, to make the call and Rosenstein appoints a special prosecutor under the special prosecutor statute and tells him to look at two things, uh, did Russia interfere with the election and did the president obstruct justice? A, can, can you say what, where, where would the illegality of the investigation come in? Well, they they started with Carter Page, right? And no, 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 no. And they they didn't see that. This is that. And Jason, it, this this is one of my. It's not a frustration with you. It's it's a frustration with. I think the way some Republicans have talked about this investigation for so long. They didn't. They did not. Bob Mueller did not start with Carter Page. Bob Mueller never started with Carter Page. In fact, Carter Page is is not a big deal in the Mueller report. Um, Bob Mueller started with the firing of James Comey. Uh, 
which again, all the president's advisors told him, and, and you don't have to believe me, read, read the Mueller report. They say it under oath. They told the president, don't fire James Comey. Um, James Comey's investigation started with the Steele dossier. But the reason the Mueller investigation happened was not because of the Steele dossier. It was because the president fired James Comey and went on NBC Nightly News with uh, Lester Holt and said he fired him because of the Russia investigation. Had the president not done that, there would have never been a Mueller investigation. So it, it's, it's, it's not fair to say that the Mueller investigation was about Carter Page um, because it wasn't about Carter Page. Uh, in, in fact, I've got the Mueller report um, pulled up on my screen right now, a PDF word searchable version of it. Do you know how many times Carter Page's name appears in the report? Zero. Zero times. Carter Page does not appear in the Mueller report um, at all. Um, it just, it, it, this, this, this isn't, it's, so much of this is not, actually, I take that back. Uh, Carter Page's name does appear. Uh, it, it took forever for it to come up. Carter Page's name does appear about a half dozen times, but again, only a half dozen times. Um, it, it, this isn't about Page and it's not about Steele. This is about the president's lack of self-control. Had the president not fired James Comey, had he not fired James Comey, we would not have a Bob Mueller investigation. What the president could have done is he could have had the Justice Department insist on an investigation into how the uh, Christopher Steele dossier came up. In fact, he's doing that now, and William Barr is doing that. And I think the the reason that James Comey and some people within the DOJ and, and the FBI are screaming is because they know that James Comey had no business doing that. And, and had the president done it to begin with, we wouldn't be where we are right now. But where we are right now with the, the calls for impeachment, everybody's muddied the water. And all I'm doing is I'm trying to clear the water up for you. I'm, I'm trying to make it clear so you can see that where we are right now with the Democrats and impeaching the president, yes, they think the president worked with Russia to steal the election. But you know what? The Mueller report shows that did not happen. He clears the president in that. Where the impeachment grounds come from is did the president try to get people to not be honest with Bob Mueller? That's where the investigation comes from. Did the president try to get people to not be honest with Bob Mueller? And there are ample examples of the president trying to get people to not say things or to say things differently than they wanted to. But these people saved the president by not listening to him which is why I, I don't think we can get there with, with obstruction of justice. The people did not do what the president wanted them to do. I got to correct myself. Um, Carter Page is mentioned 17 times when you strike out footnotes and in, in indices. Um, but the Mueller report says that uh, he did not collaborate with the Russians to steal the election. They, they gave him a pass on that. 